You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Family, friends, fans, and foes, it's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. I am your host, comedian Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us. And if you haven't joined us already online, don't forget to hit us up on all of our social medias. You can find us on the Twitter at TNW Pod, or you can find us on the Instagram at Talking Wrestling Podcast on the Instagram. And don't forget if you want to uh, send us some hate mail or some uh, love mail, uh, whatever you want, just send it to Talking Wrestling Podcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget that the contest is still running it's going to be running all month you're not going to hear this much longer only for the rest of the month you send in your five-star review with your big your five stars with a review you do it on the ricky steamboat show you get two ballots for the ricky steamboat postcard that's signed and autographed by the legend himself you also by sending in a review you still qualify to get your regular 80s postcard that we will send you those reviews will start coming in any day now i'm sure and i'm excited to be giving this card away you can see it on the instagram so go to the instagram to see the ricky steamboat card and we'll give that to you when we do a draw at the end of the month or at the start of the new year. So, and we'll announce the winner and that card will not be sent to you like a postcard, like all the other postcards are. We will be putting it in an envelope so it has never been mailed at all because I don't want some mailman about to deliver this to your house and then all of a sudden it's like, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, whatever, sucker. And then he keeps it. I don't want that happening because that's what I would do if I was a mailman. I would keep so many people's mail, checks, Oprah's whatever all mine anyways folks I'm I'm going on and on and it's time to start the show Uh, today my guest uh, if you're in Canada you definitely know who he is you've seen him on aftermath on the score but now Sportsnet's 360 Uh, he's still on aftermath and uh, I got him right here for me Nug how are you I'm good buddy how's it going to you great thanks for coming in and being on talking wrestling anytime man this is great Uh, fantastic glad to track you down finally because we've been (laughs) been talking it's we've been been trying trying, this happened for but it's difficult because I tour on a regular basis and doing comedy which is good because I get to bring this show wherever i go at the same time uh it's nice to get back into toronto and then oh there are plenty of people here in toronto come on the show and talk wrestling so oh, absolutely i find in the community the comedy community there's a ton of people yeah watch it, so now for those of you who don't know nug is a very accomplished comedian uh, and actor here in uh, toronto as well as the host of uh, one of the hosts of aftermath uh, i can't even say aftermath right now my tongue is, I, tongue is toe and tied. it's so funny because i hate it i wish we had a different name because now there's this sci-fi tv show called aftermath and they've taken every possible twitter and we have to get our Twitter through Rogers. Mm-hmm. Like, so if we want a Twitter account, we're like, we want this one. And then it has to go through nine different people to get it approved. So we can't really get a Twitter account because they won't pay anyone to run it. Yeah. So we're all like, use a hashtag and then contact us, which is a huge mistake. If you know anything about wrestling fans, mm-hmm. do not have them contact you directly. No, they'll be contacting Twitter. you all the time. God, Jimmy and I, Jimmy Corderas and I, he, on the show. It seems like he fights with trolls every day. It's so funny because if you are an outsider and you read his Monday night Twitter feed while he's watching Raw, it looks like he's just screaming like a weird old man at all these people on Twitter. But he is, I've sat with him, he's laughing. He loves it. He's just gaslighting every one of these guys on Twitter. Yeah. But he and I, the biggest thing we get 
get tweeted at us is, hey, I didn't see the show this week, so what'd you guys talk about? Hey, I missed it this week. Do you guys know when you're on again? Do you guys know if they're, you know, with the Christmas week of Tribute to the Troops and NXT being on the USA Network in the States, you know if it's going to be on Sportsnet this week? And I'm like, I don't know. Look at your cable guide on your television. you got a box that would tell you more than I know. I'm just a talking head. Yeah. like, oh, cool, thanks. I'll do that when I get home. I don't care. <laughs> I so don't care. And I'm not a TV guide and I'm not in charge of the channel. But Jimmy and I just laugh at these guys. Oh, my God. That's so funny. It's uh, it's idiocracy. But, hey, if you're if you're one of those people that are tweeting at him, throw some tweets our way. <laughs> Ta- we're looking for some tweets we're, we're, talking wrestling. is looking for some tweets. We're looking to talk wrestling with everyone. So throw some tweets our way at TNW Pod. You know, <laughs> you, you, the 32 people that are uh, following me right now are not. Uh, oh, let's not, get hey, those numbers let's up, Let's get guys. those numbers up. Aftermath fans, if you're listening to this and you don't follow them on Twitter, get it on Twitter. You'll have a good time. The Instagram numbers are solid. Uh, but the aftermath, I mean, but the, 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 the Twitter numbers could always be growing. Absolutely. So, and uh, we're getting to the point where we're starting a Facebook group soon. Oh, or I a like Facebook it. page. Oh, that's it's, great. It's steady progression with this show. Uh, onwards and upwards. Now, first of all, the number one top thing on my mind is uh, Chris Jericho. Sure. So, I love Chris Jericho. Yeah, and, who doesn't? Uh, he's the greatest. But he... Just when you think he's done being great, he continues to go on and blow our minds and be great and be great and be great again. Yeah, he knows. He, he said all along he didn't want to be one of those guys that just did the same shtick forever and then didn't know when to quit. Yeah, he knows when to reinvent himself. He knows when to try new things. You know, he was uh, Y2J top knot, weird beard, and mm-hmm. then he went away. And then he came back with short haircut and was kind of a dick and became like the Lex Luthor. And then he went yeah. away and then he came back with scarves or light up jackets. And then he went away and then he came back with scarves. Always something different. Always something different, but always a different version of Jericho. Yes. And now we're seeing Alpha Chris Jericho. Yeah, it's crazy. Alpha Club. Yeah. And... It's, we don't get to talk about it on our show. No, that's why I have you here, yeah. and I want to talk about it now. Yeah, we our, our show is watched by WWE. Of course. And they want us, if, uh, the best way to describe our show is they want to be able to take someone like Corey Graves and put him on the show, and we would still talk about the same stuff. Exactly. Like, it's, we have to keep it in the world. Yes. We can't talk backstage stuff. No. And I think, uh, I think wrestling fans get it, but when I talk to my friends about it, they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, if I'm watching Walking Dead, I have to say I don't like the decision Rick Grimes is making. Mm-hmm. I can't shit on the actor for the lines he's been given or shit on the writers no. for the lines he's been given. No. So I have to say, I don't like the decisions Dolph Ziggler's making. I can't say, what the writers gave Nick to say is stupid. So yeah. I, I have to just keep it in the world. And a lot of fans hate that. Well... But they can go elsewhere, you know, to hear other things. You know, there's so many places to get your updates or your news. And you Thousands. Know, if you want to be a negative nanny, go there are it. plenty of people to go to. Yep. A lot but if you want to be positive, like in your show, you know, you're a, I would say a 98% positive show because you still do your fail of the week. We still do our fail. But, that, but you have to. And, it, and it's know. more discussion about the storylines. And, yes. and we don't call them storylines. We talk about what's happening on the show. Yeah. It's just what's happening on the show. Yes. So uh, when we do give our wins and fails, we do tend, I think Jimmy, because he's been there long enough, and Anthony, because he was Santino Morella. Yeah, of course. Uh, because they're in there, they know why this thing is happening that they don't like. They just wish it would be better. Yeah. And I think taking your fail and going, I just, I don't like this. I know it can be better, blah, blah, blah. Like, and taking that approach with it, as mm. opposed to, this is garbage. I hate it. 
it, no. it's a different thing. And because they've been in it, it comes from a different point of view. Yeah. They were there. But you, I like it that you do say things that, you know, that maybe the WWE could be listening. Maybe their people might not want to say it, but it's coming from, you know, somebody who's, who's related to the industry and representing the fans. Like when you say, like, you know, if they can bring people from up, up from NXT, why can't they send people down? They, yeah, you know, they and can. I love that. I love it. Like, who wouldn't want to see Zack Ryder or Dolph Ziggler go down there and work with some of these guys? Forever. Like, instead of bringing a guy up from NXT and having his first feud being with Dolph Ziggler every time. Exactly. Send Dolph down there and work him hard down there. Yeah. And then go, oh, he's ready. He's worked Dolph. He can yeah. work anybody. And then bring that match up to the bring main Bring it up event. to the main. You know, and it seems like uh, a logical step. You know, like, when hockey players aren't producing, they have no problem sending them down to the minors, no. whether their contract's and, big or not. And if you're Zack Ryder, he already went back to NXT. Yes. They started the hype bros down there. Exactly. But Zack, he's not stupid. Mm-hmm. He's going to keep getting paid. Yeah. I, I look at it like, uh, you know, which we didn't know when we were kids. Like when we were kids, it was on for one hour a week. Now it's 10 hours of programming every week and possibly 15, depending on the pay-per-view being on. But... I watched uh, Stampede Wrestling, yes. and there's a there was a little while where there was some Stampede Wrestling on the network, and I just devoured it because I love that stuff. But the bad guys at the time, the two top heels in Stampede were Big Daddy Ritter, who yeah. was JYD, yeah. and Dynamite Kid. Yeah. And they were two bad guys in yellow tights kicking the shit out of everybody. And I was t- saying to Jimmy, it dawned on me that these guys worked, Stampede worked somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, probably Portland, probably a few other places, maybe Minnesota, mm-hmm. work, work, work. And then when Vince started buying stuff up, he got their contracts and they came to WWE. Yes. But you don't have to bust your ass to prove yourself to the WWE when you're there. You're there. Mm-hmm. And you're being paid more money than you've ever been paid on the indies. This is your retirement plan. So a guy who's diving through ropes today and you know going through tables and setting himself on fire and trying to get to NXT, when he makes yeah. the main roster, who cares if you're putting a tag team with some other schmuck and you're given a dumb gimmick? Who cares? You're making more money than you've ever seen. Yeah. And if you're on TV or not, you're still making money. You're on the road. Hey, if you get a t-shirt, you're getting some of that money. It's more money than you've ever seen. Your kids are fine. They're going to college and you're not going to murder yourself no to get hired anymore dean ambrose has not had a crazy match like john moxley has had dean ambrose has you know john moxley was bananas bananas. and dean ambrose plays the character of bananas but has the ferocity of like a royal dalton figurine yeah he everything's gentle like we call his dive the soft push through the ropes (laughs) like he doesn't do it because he doesn't want to get injured no no nobody wants to get injured and not make the money no you don't want to be and you don't want to be like it's such an inter- interesting predicament that Daniel Bryan is in because you does know, he want to wrestle? A hundred percent. And is he just he waiting to set out his contract? We don't know. We don't, we don't know. know what's gonna, and we don't know what's going to happen. Like, who would have ever thought that they would see Kurt Angle wrestle in the WWE ever again? I didn't think it would happen. I didn't think so either. I and, wanted it to happen. And when it happened, I was like, maybe this isn't the best idea. No, exactly. But <laughs> I, I just really liked like the two. Was it Seth and Dean? And then here comes yeah. me too, fellow, me too. fellow teenagers. Got, yeah, and he's I am got, also in the shield. Like, yeah. it's a weird thing. Like, but now we have how many years have you been watching it? Like, I watched since I was ten. I'm yeah. forty three. I have thirty three years of watching all of this. Yeah, and there isn't a thing I don't remember. No, I remember all of the garbage. Yeah, me and too. all the great stuff but fans when you think about being a comedy when you think about saturday night live Mm -hmm. saturday night live 
wasn't always great. No. There was every episode moments. had two good moments and the rest was eh and some garbage. Yeah. But the Attitude Era was the same. Oh, there was so uh, people love to glorify the Attitude Era, but there was so much crap. My favorite era ever is just before the Attitude Era, where like, everybody had a second job. Uh, there was a uh, the race car driver, the garbage man, the clown. Uh, I loved like tugboat. It's, it's like Earthquake. comedy in Canada. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, it job. reminds me of the CFL. Hey, I won the Grey Cup, but I got to sell houses. I'm a realtor. Yeah. So like it's I loved that era. When you think about everybody's the Attitude Era, I needed to change. It didn't need to change. The fans changed. Hogan turning bad in the NWO was going to happen in the WWE eventually because people were getting sick of Hogan winning all the time. Yeah. And then they took it to WCW and they were like, oh, this is. Then they got really sick of it. Then they got super sick of it because they crammed it down everybody's throats. You listen to Kevin Sullivan, he swears he created the Dungeon of Doom to just drive good guy Hogan down everybody's throats and then pull the trigger. Then the NWO came along and they found the way to pull the trigger. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Of course it's not. It's (laughs) Kevin Sullivan. Well, he's the guy that killed uh, Chris Benoit and his family, so who believes that? Kevin Sullivan. (laughs) uh, Jeff McHenry in the first episode were ranking the greatest uh, Canadian wrestlers of all time and uh, out of nowhere, uh, Jeff McHenry goes, the number three greatest wrestler of all time, a victim of a murder by Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> and, you know, and I just, and like, I could not stop laughing. I'd never so heard good. anybody introduce uh, Chris Benoit as the victim of Kevin Sullivan's murder tactics. That's amazing. We go, but, but on the, so on the show, we can't really talk a lot about anything, about anything, no. just whatever's going on. Yeah. What would we love? Would Jimmy love to talk about this? Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho thing? Yeah. Of course he would. As your casual fan who, like, we got tweets on the weekend because I said how much I love Woken Matt Hardy. Yes. Now, of course I've seen Broken Broken Matt Hardy in TNA. I have friends that currently work in TNA. Mm -hmm. So, of course I've seen it. I know all about it. I've watched it all. Have I said that on the show? No. 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 But I've seen it. Yes. So then I go, how much I love Woken Matt Hardy, and I get 30 people tweeting me that I'm stupid because I it's a ripoff of a thing that was, and I'm like, maybe I do know what it is. Maybe (laughs) I'm not stupid. Maybe you should know that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they don't know. Like, it's just, you know, you guys are... uh, uh, WWE affiliated and a little a little bit like you know, we, we, it's still we still make it up it's still all our own opinions yeah I mean the honestly the hardest part of the job is having to watch like especially on a weekend where it's NXT then a pay-per-view then Monday Night Raw and then a Smackdown and we go on in between Monday Night Raw and Smackdown yeah so I've got 17 hours of wrestling that I have to go I liked this I didn't like that yeah. And hope that the other two guys don't say the same thing. When Jackie was on, there were four of us doing it. Mm-hmm. And I, I always wait because on Monday night after Raw, we all send in our wins and fails so that they can make the keys for the television graphics the next day. Yeah. It says, Nugs fail, tugboat or whatever. But I always waited because J- Jimmy would send his with a list of talking points for the rest of the day. Anthony would send his. Jackie would send hers. And then I would purposely pick... Whatever hadn't been talked about. Yeah. Just so we have more stuff to talk about. It's a good idea. I love, and I also love that Anthony, uh, sorry, Anthony, I'm burying you. Uh, Anthony always 100% just watches Raw. He never watches SmackDown because he's teaching a judo class. Yeah. So his wins and fails are always from Raw. And Jimmy's wins and fails are from the week in general, but usually the stuff that was set up the night before because it's the most top of mind thing. Mm -hmm. I will always pick a win from SmackDown because... 
we got to get people watching SmackDown. Yeah. And I will always pick a fail from Raw because it's the A show and it's not always a good show. No, I prefer SmackDown over I Raw. I love SmackDown. Because number one, all the Canadians are on SmackDown. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know if that happened like that or I, what that I is. I, I like to think it's a weird, like, if you want to know what their schedule is like when Raw's happening, they're still doing a house show somewhere on the SmackDown. Oh, of course And they it's are. the best. That show, uh, SmackDown house show is the most fun. Yes. I saw one in Barrie last year around Christmas mm-hmm. and there was a snowstorm and like AJ and Randy Orton both weren't there and there was no Cena. It's like the main event was like Dean against Bray and like I'm texting Dolph Ziggler to say, hey, sorry, I had to leave Arizona to come to Barry for yeah. the snowstorm and he was like, dude, I'm off this weekend. Did you go to the show? And I went, yeah. He's like, what happened? I need to know what happened at that show. And I said, oh, uh, one of the matches was Mojo against Luke Carper. And he goes, are you kidding me? I was like, no. He goes, I need to know everything that happened in that match because that is not a match that is supposed to be happening. And it's like they had so few people on it. They're like, uh, you two. One time uh, I went to a card in uh, Ottawa and they were, this is when they would double up and they would do a, a daytime show in Montreal and then they would do a nighttime show in yep. Ottawa, which is, that to me is crazy. Bananas. So Sid was driving Flash Funk himself. And LaFon and Furnace in the car. First of all, what a great car. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's like, <laughs> would you not want to be like, you know, if Ride Along could be what it, what you oh. think it would be, like Ride Along with comedians would be great because I love road trips with comics. Yeah, because they're hilarious. Yeah. Because you're not going to listen, because you travel so far sometimes through Ontario or mm-hmm. whatever, and you go, the radio stations change, one goes out of, you know, you oh, yeah. fades out and you got to get a new one. And what is it? Oh, we're going to listen to the moose from Capus Casing. And you got to make your own fun. Mm-hmm. And then the conversations start and you start doing bits in the car. And it's and it's so great. And then there, every now and again, you'll like you'll meet a guy, then you'll do like a five hour drive to a gig, and the guy'll be really funny in the car, and then he go up on stage and he's not funny, and you're like, What happened? You were so good. <laughs> you're car. so good in the car. the car. No, I don't want to talk to you on the way home. And then when you <laughs> see some of these ride alongs, like when they're on the network and they air the ride oh, yeah. they're hilarious. And it's two guys that you had no idea were hilarious. Yeah. But if you talk to the wrestlers, they tell you Heath Slater's the funniest. Yeah. And then you're like, what? And then Heath Slater gets a chance to be funny, not just on the ride along, but on screen. And on you're screen, like, oh, Heath Slater is the funniest. Yeah. Like the Febreze, I call him Febreze, Fandango, Fandango. and Tyler Breeze. I, I like Febreze too. Those two guys are hysterical. Yeah. And they're making a name for themselves just doing their video bits. Yes. And now they're going to finally have this match at clash of champions against the bludgeon brothers well, you know they're gonna get murdered of course they are but it's gonna be they're gonna be entertaining while they get murdered yeah and you know they're gonna critique their burgundy costumes that the bludgeon brothers wear oh they look like uh half cane half war machine from japan <laughs> they look like characters from a dark souls video game yeah i would say that's pretty accurate and it's like it's like so they're not with bray anymore well, i guess you know not. people like, like they're on a separate brand but like you know Bray is still on his own, and Bray still does Bray's thing. Yeah. I like that the feud that he's entering with Matt, Matt is Hardy fine. is going to be great. It's fine. Like, I, I, for some reason, Matt Hardy being woken yes. and being this bananas character is actually helping Bray Wyatt. I think it is, too. It's yeah. helping Bray because through Matt, where you can puzzle through Matt's promos like a cryptic crossword clue, like you know he's using big words in place of small words. He's saying ascertain when mm. he could just say learn. Yeah. But he's doing it on purpose. And then when you play that game of find the smaller word for what you use a five-cent word where yeah. his 50-cent words are, all of a sudden you realize he's sort of 
answering Bray and where Bray makes no sense through Matt's promos, you can understand what Bray is saying. Yeah. And it's like, he's like reverse translating Bray Wyatt <laughs> and making Bray Wyatt make sense. And this week I, after the show, I tweet or during the show, I tweeted out, wait, Matt, Har somehow Woken Matt Hardy is going to give us, he just gave us a sister Abigail backstory Yeah, in his promo. Like, Bray Wyatt's talked shit about Sister Abigail for I don't know how long. Yeah, but do we have know. a story of his her creation, who she is, how no. long, where she's been? No. Matt Hardy said, we used to walk hand in hand millennia ago. And I was like, I'm listening. And so I tweet that out. Matt Hardy retweets it and goes, oh, yes, I blah, 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 blah. Like, and I didn't tag Matt in it. If I wanted the follow or the mm -hmm. attention, I would have tweeted it. But I didn't. I just hashtagged it raw. Yeah. And here's Matt follows me and retweets my thing. And if I'm not up over 5,000 followers now because of that, I'd be surprised. But it wasn't my intention. No. I was just making a joke. Like, I can't believe we're getting a Sister Abigail backstory from a broken, woken Matt Hardy. Yes. And it's making sense. And Bray yeah. hasn't made sense in for how long? No, constantly contradicting himself and back and forth. And what's that and meme then, on? Uh, Do you read the Uprox? Uh, no, with, with spandex on Uprox. Brandon Stroud. Uh, shout out to Brandon Stroud. You should follow Mr. Brandon Stroud on Twitter. His reviews are always on point, and he tweets out every now and then every Bray Wyatt promo, and it's two captures from the Speed Racer anime. Yeah, the top one is. This is the greatest idea I've ever had. And then the bottom one is, oh, no. Like, that's every Bray Wyatt angle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I lost again. The last table of three where they're talking about the Bray Wyatt WrestleMania match, which I did not like at all. The bugs and the, the, and the, the PowerPoint and the presentation. Yeah, the PowerPoint presentation was just ridiculous. Oh, no, the maggots. I'm like, but they're, wh why? Why? But if you're in the ring and yeah. you're wrestling in the ring. Yeah. And the projector turns on mm -hmm. and it's maggots. You know, you're you're in it. <laughs> yeah. That's just a projection. That's yeah. not real maggots. The ring didn't no. turn into maggots. No, no. It's I would like, and you're not, are you being um, hypnotized at this point? Like, where is your mindset in this? Like, it, I, like, it's like, I can understand it was Papa Shango came down and threw a spell on you or something oh, like man. that. That's I, something. That, that's what I love too. Papa Shango comes down and throws a spell on people. 20, 30 years ago, fans yeah. go, this is the greatest. Papa Shango's the greatest. Undertaker comes down. His eyes go back in his head. He holds his hand up. Lightning everywhere. Thunder, smoke. People go, this is the best. Bray Wyatt comes out with a lantern. Everybody's like, he's not Bray Wyatt. He's not even a real thing. Like, I don't get where the line is. I loved it when he first came out. Well, me too. And like, because I was like, you know, and the people were comparing him to an Undertaker. He had that feel like, he, to me, it was like, okay, I see... He's Cape Fear. He's that guy. He's, That's I, I get if, it. If we're old enough to remember Waylon Mercy, this is the first time they tried it. He Whale, was hundred percent Cape Fear. Yes, Waylon Mercy is exactly. He's like the redo of, of Waylon Mercy. Yeah, totally. And I like but it. It's like a better. horror movie character or a, a suspense movie character. Yeah, and he's got this creepy vibe. It's definitely better than Husky Harris. Oh, for sure. You no, know, for sure. But I mean, also, he's the son of a guy. Let's just take. He's a rotundo. Yes. Let's just take, for example, that his dad, Mike Rotundo, is one of the best wrestlers oh, yeah. of all time and yeah. worked most of his career dressed as an accountant. 
Yes. So who cares what these guys are dressed no, like? No, no. Who and, cares what gimmicks they have? And, you know, uh, as far as Mike Rotunda goes, uh, my favorite faction, most underrated faction yeah, of all I time. I hope you say what I think. Is Varsity Club. 100%. And the Varsity Club is the greatest. Kevin Sullivan putting those guys together, making them think they, quote unquote, that they were in college again. Yeah. Dressing them in their old college gear. In their college, in the singlets. It's and, the greatest. And they're all great, all American. And it's true. They were all all, all American wrestlers. 100%. Steiner. Steve uh, Williams. Steve Williams. And, uh, and Rotundo. Rotundo. Yeah. They were so good. I loved them. Loved Varsity. And I just thought they never got the angle, or they, well, they wish they had Kurt Angle, but they never got the angle that they should have deserved because no. they were all such good groups. I'm a big Steve Williams, Dr. Death guy. I loved him. When my when we lived, I was growing up, we had like four channels, and we had the aerial. You had to turn the dial and get anything to come in. And when, when I go to my grandmother's house, uh, she was in a completely different area and got different channels. But one of the channels she got, for some reason, showed WCW Saturday Night. Yeah. And so where I was a big WWE fan, and I would read Pro Wrestling Illustrated because it had WWE wrestlers on it, in the middle, they had the rankings from all these other leagues I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. And then it would be like a month later, one of those guys would show up in WWE, and I'd go, hey, that guy was the champion Mid-South, or because I remember the name. Yeah. One-man gang. I know this guy. I saw him on UWF on Grandma's TV. But those guys came in. And I was hooked. I love WCW. So I started any chance I got, I would watch mm-hmm. the other wrestling. Yeah. And so at noon on uh, TSN, when I was growing up, they played AWA out of Minnesota. Yeah. And I would watch the hell out of AWA. Yeah. I saw when Kurt Hennig, Larry Zabisco handed him a quarters. roll of quarters and he popped Nick Bockwinkle, turned heel and won the title. That's great. And then he shows up two months later as Mr. Perfect in the WWE. I love that guy. Uh, yeah. I like it was very luckily. I grew up in Ottawa and, uh, you know, I remember AWA wrestling was, uh, was always what was on TSN. Like you said. Yeah. Uh, we also got, cause I lived near Montreal. We got La Lute Internationale, which was international wrestling out of Montreal. And they had, they were affiliated with the AWA. That's where, uh, Haku started. Uh, Rikishi started there. Yeah, Jimmy. Um, Jimmy tells us stories about Haku as like, if you want to tell stories about who the toughest guy is, that no it's one always Haku. It's always Haku. No one messed with Haku. And then the second one I always hear is Hacksaw. Yeah, it's three H's. It's a Haku, Hacksaw, and Hawk. Those are the three names that I hear the most common. I there hasn't been a day go by working on that show where Corderas doesn't tell me a Haku story. <laughs> There's that many. That Haku Haku was the greatest. Corderas started. Uh, you should have him on. I'm going to tell I'm him to try, do this. Tell, please, I, 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 uh, I saw him last Saturday or a couple Saturdays in ago Kingston. in Kingston. I went up and uh, introduced myself. So we we chatting about our careers mm-hmm. you know how we all got into wrestling i am old enough that i went to see wrestlemania 3 at the london gardens on closed circus closed circuit, closed TV. circuit tv yeah so we bought a ticket to sit in a chair to watch it at on like a drive-in yeah so i went to the london gardens which isn't there anymore and to watch that show and corderas was selling merch at that show i swear i bought a poster from him you probably because did. i bought posters at that and i'm sure he was running the merch yeah. stand i told him a story a couple weeks ago so a couple weeks ago on this show i had my friend Chris Cody on, who I've had many wrestling adventures with. 
uh, one of Chris Cody's greatest wrestling adventures is uh, he showed up at the Robert Gertan Arena in Hull one time and he just had to go to the washroom. So he's trying to find a door open to go to the washroom. And then once he got into the washroom, he realized, oh, I'm in the building and I'm backstage. So he just started walking around. Next thing you know, he's going to the beer store with Dave Hebner and they're getting beer for all the guys. And then Dave said, anybody bothers you, just tell him you're with me. So he was backstage and he got to sweep the ring before the match and he ended up tearing down the ring afterwards with Jimmy. And uh, they, he, Jimmy gave him his email. They swapped email addresses because emails was just, this is like uh, probably 98, maybe. Definitely. The early days of email. Early days of email. Yeah, so Chris had his email. And uh, the next house card that we went to in Ottawa, Jimmy was nice enough. He left us the best pair of tickets. We were uh, on the aisle, second row ringside, like right on the aisle. Like, And my favorite picture that I've ever taken with a disposable camera is uh, from a triple threat match where Hunter had the title, the IC title and Stone Cold and Brett were also in the triple threat and uh, Brett's smashing Stone Cold's head like into the railing and it's just like hope that works you know yeah because it's a disposable camera you don't even know and then when it came through like oh that one picture was the golden picture all the other ones not so good but that one picture is like fantastic that's awesome to this day i owe this picture to jimmy cordas you know that's so awesome yeah i sort of told him that story but sometimes when i meet guys um that i respect so much i get a little nervous oh i had his book and i left it in my hotel room i was gonna bring his book and get it signed by him and uh and his, his his book is filled with fantastic stories and then i was like oh no he's probably gonna be too busy to sign it but he's there to do signings you know yeah I mean? that's like, why he's there i didn't bring it but oh well the card was amazing i've uh we are going on a billion tangents aren't we this is we are best. all over the place but this uh, is what talking wrestling what is. is it's two uh, guys that have never talked wrestling before yes that's true of two different shows yes. coming together it's like the mega powers it's like the the mania meets the <laughs> madness the mega 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 hour when you know? uh when SummerSlam was in town I want to say, was it 2002 when Orton and Benoit were the main? Mm-hmm. Trish Stratus got us tickets through a bunch of us for Second City. She had done a show with Second City and was like, and we're coming to jam. She's, she's the, the greatest. Best. She's yeah. the greatest. So she got us tickets. And uh, they were doing a press conference at Second City for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she said, do you want to come hang out? And I was like, yeah. Like, Second City, I should be able to hang out. No problem. Yeah. So at Second City in Toronto, there's the bar area and there's like, I call it the airlock where there's like two sets of doors, pardon me. And then in between them, there's a set of stairs to go up. And then there's, and there's like stair, uh, doors to the bar, kind of a little area where you can check in and find out where your tickets are. And then a second set of doors that go into the theater. Mm-hmm. So everybody was in the theater. And so we were hanging out in the airlock, Trish and I. Mm-hmm. And we were waiting to go. She was just like, oh, come hang out with me. Well, okay. So we're hanging out. And then in the into the airlock walks Tori Wilson. And Tori's like, oh, hi. And Trish's like, this is my friend Nug. And I'm like, Tori, nice to meet you. I'm just like, yeah, nice to meet you. Like, she's beautiful. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Uh, Edge walks in with the title, with the spinner that still had the uh, rated R on it. That's right. And uh, she's like, Edge, Nug, Nug, Edge. And I'm like, oh, cool. Just one name guys in here. And he laughed. And we started talking about Orangeville and high school wrestling. And like, like we were old friends. Yeah. All of us, Tori, me, Trish, Edge. I'd never met Tori and Edge before. This is amazing. We're having the best chat. And then Flair walks in and Trish is like, oh, Nug, this is Ric Flair. And both Edge and I both go, ah, oh, Mr. Mr. Flair, very nice to meet you. Like we just turn into children. Yeah. Mr. Flair, very nice to meet you. Uh, you know, uh, you know, in my head, I'm like, this guy has more titles than years I've been alive. This is Ric Flair. I'm shaking Ric Flair's yeah. hand. And then Trish and 
it looks at me and Edge and goes, what the hell is wrong with you guys? Tori comes in. You're all like, everything's fine. Rick walks in. You guys lose your minds. The and, nature boy. And, well, Rick, both Edge and I go, it's Ric Flair. Like, we both say it at the same time. Yeah. Like, it's Ric Flair. Yeah. It's insanity. So, you know, I've, through Second City, I got to, like, do so many different things. Trish did a show there, and I got to, like, run the interviews on the red carpet. Mm -hmm. But the interviews was just, like, here's Gail Kim, here's Victoria, and here's one of the Basham brothers. Like, that's who showed up. Yeah. But I interviewed them like everybody was a big deal. And WWE liked that. So then when Hunter was in... Was it Blade 3? Yeah. They did a premiere here in Toronto. Okay. And so they called me and said, Coach, Jonathan Coachman can't make the flight. Do you want to come down and do the red carpet interviews like you did at Second City? And I was like, yeah. So I'm tie, jacket. I'm on my way on the streetcar. Phone rings and it's them going, Coachman can make it. He got, he was storm state in Washington and I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, no, still come. We'll have you guys do it together. So Coachman and I do all these red carpet interviews and we got to interview Trish and, uh, Trish and her husband and then Triple H and Stephanie and Shane and his wife and like a couple other superstars, Carl DeMarco. Yeah. And then we go up to the party room at the Scotiabank Mm -hmm. and Nug here, this is Vince McMahon. Wow. And I was like, oh, and of course, because Coachman and I just sh- shot the shit the whole time in between interviews. We're buddies. Yeah. And he goes, tell Vince what you told me about your comedy troupe. And of course, I'm fucking embarrassed. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, we're uh, we've won a couple comedy awards and we're called the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. <laughs> and he goes, oh, that's fantastic. I love it. And then he just walks away. And I was like, oh, yeah. Vince McMahon, real cool guy. Like, I just, like, and then Coachman and I sat together, and we're already elbows into each other, a couple beers in, just, like, acting like dicks. Carl DeMarco's laughing at us, and McMahon's in front, Vince is in front of us. He turns around at one point, he goes, okay, boy, settle down. Like, it was really a weird experience. Wow. So, I have all these weird brushes with WWE, and then Aftermath is, like, when Renee was on her way out. Yeah. I guess the... Uh, Greg Sansoni, who's the head at Sportsnet, uh, said, oh, boy, do you know anybody who could do this? Mm-hmm. And Renee suggested me because we knew each other because she had done stuff at Comedy Bar. Yeah. So she was like, oh, yeah, Nug would be great for this. And my interview literally was me coming into Sportsnet, like at the score at the time. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, God, like, what's this going to be? And like, how's this interview? Don't don't screw it up. Yeah. Because it's a nice opportunity to go in and get paid to talk about wrestling. Oh, yeah. So I get in there and they go, okay, Nug, uh, we looked at your resume. We see you, you've done a lot of stage stuff comedy and tv and commercials and stuff so i guess uh, we got to see if you know the product who's your favorite wrestler and i just go oh boy uh, like of all time or right now and they go well you have the job ah. because nobody else <laughs> knew wrestling like jimmy was there yeah but jackie at the time jackie redmond was she grew up watching it yes but when you're in the sports that's where you're focused so she's baseball football hockey and mm-hmm. that's where her head is so she had to get back in to readjust and like every now and then, Oh, I have to go back and watch this to remind myself of what's happening and yeah. And how it works. Um, so I, when Jackie came on, I came on at the same time. So I knew I wasn't there to be the host and I knew I wasn't there to be the expert like Jimmy. No, I knew I was there to be the comic relief or the regular dude. Yeah. So I made sure I still always make sure I'm going to talk about what regular, a regular person would talk about. I'm going to say what a regular person would say about this. Yeah. But I'm also going to come at it. Like I'm a comedian and I appreciate the comedy. 
comedy. Like, you, if there's a real funny thing, I'm going to say how funny it is and how much I appreciate it. And you always, I uh, always look forward to see what uh, what T-shirt you're going to wear because you have more t- you have more wrestling T-shirts than pro wrestling tees. I have uh, a collection because I used to be like a 400 pound dude. Yes, and I have a collection of T-shirts. That it was huge when I was huge. That are all in, I'm going to say, four Tupperware bins at my folks' place that don't fit me anymore. No. And I also have a bunch of shirts at my place now that I can't wear because the gimmicks don't exist or the people don't work for the company anymore. Yeah. And I can't really get rid of them because they're kind of collector's items. Do I turn them into a quilt? Do Like, what do I do with these things? Pillows. I think pillows. I don't think my fiance would appreciate it, but I think <laughs> pillows. She doesn't, yeah. she's not a wrestling fan, which is great because uh, she's a high school science teacher. Mm-hmm. And so she's correcting papers or doing work yeah. while Raw's on because she knows I have to watch it. And every now and then she'll pipe up and go, see, this is stupid. And I go, why are you watching if you don't like it? She goes, no, but listen. And then she'll go off about something happening on Raw and I'll just yeah. go, do not get invested in this. No. Don't do that to yourself. No. And I, and I, she voices a lot of things like a casual fan would yeah i haven't watched it for a couple weeks and i turn it on and kane's back kane's 100 years old like and there you know she says all these things but he's but he's not 100 years old he's a monster from hell who's ageless he's ageless and then we're looking for braun to work with a monster in between before we go back again with brock but then so was so better be a triple threat at rumble and you know kane's gonna take the pin to protect brock to protect braun right we all know this because we know the business quote yes. unquote. but as a fan yeah you're like why why is Kane in there? But why? Who else are you going to put? Nobody. Nobody. I, at least I said on the show this week, and I and I mean this with all sincerity. The good thing about having Braun and Kane and Brock in that triple threat at the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. means those three guys aren't in the Royal Rumble match, no. and those are the three biggest guys. All of a sudden. It looks like anybody could win the Royal Rumble. And anybody could be in the Royal Rumble. And anyone can be in it, and anyone can win it. Like, if Roman Reigns wins it, which is very likely... But maybe it's not because the pay-per-view after Rumble is Elimination Chamber and it's a Raw pay-per-view. So if a SmackDown superstar wins the Rumble, then a Raw superstar can get the number one spot by winning the Elimination Chamber. Mm -hmm. So if a SmackDown superstar is going to win the Rumble, who's it going to be? The Rumble always used to be about making new stars. Yes. And so John Cena and Randy Orton and and all these guys and Daniel Bryan and Batista and Triple H. And uh, they've all won it in the last few years. Mm -hmm. And they were already stars. If you want to get back to basics, have a SmackDown star waiting to be made yeah. win that Royal Rumble. As long as it's not Baron Corbin. It's not going to be Baron Corbin. No, because I'll like, say- you have your problem with Aftermath and other Aftermath. I got that problem with Corbin, you know, because he's using my name. Uh, it, it, it's not his name. And like I said, they, we know he's from Kansas City. So it's only a matter of time before they say, oh, that's uh, the Corbin from Kansas City, good old KC Corbin. Oh, and I was like, well, there goes my name. There it goes. And that I hope that never happens. It's never going to happen. But you keep, <laughs> you keep putting it out there. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Some writers, some writers uh, listen to this podcast right now. They, yeah. Uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> but but this is like we're talking and I can't say half of this stuff on the show. No. And it's not that I can't. It's just that we this isn't what we do. Do you follow do the other rest? Like, I know I see you around town now that I we've spoken one-on-one and when i see you at smash i'll say hello or or at super kicked i've seen you at if, super kicked a couple if times. i could i've said this to a million fans at a million shows i've been to indie shows around ontario yeah. if i could plug every one of them every indie wrestling show too. 
I would do it on TV. Yeah. If I was allowed to wear a Barry wrestling shirt or a destiny shirt or a, a crossbody out of Kitchener, if I could wear those shirts on aftermath, mm-hmm. I would in a heartbeat yeah. at the end of every show. I'd love to just turn to the camera, a different camera and just go here. Are the shows you should see this weekend. I'd love to plug those shows. We're going to, yeah. we're going to start a podcast like with the, through Sportsnet. Well, that'll be great. And we're trying to figure out what angle we're going to take because we don't want to be like every other podcast. No, we have an opportunity with Jimmy and Anthony on the show to talk a lot of stories, yes. which I think I'd love to wrangle them telling stories but we also have an opportunity to plug because it's not a wwe affiliated thing it's just our podcast uh i would love to plug the local shows jimmy still refs smash jimmy still refs smash he refed that show in In kingston Kingston. it was a charity show and the guy asked him and he did arda came back to do that show yeah and that was great that was great that arda was there they had a a success at the at their at their you know their booth um yeah it was a great card they raised over twenty five thousand dollars for charity that's awesome. And it's not like a lot of people throw charity in and they give parts yeah. this. All the pros. And, and Ricky Steamboat waived his fee, donated it back to the charity. But how you awesome know? would it be for that kind of show or for local shows mm-hmm. if Corderas and I and Anthony yeah. could tell you, hey, this weekend, here's oh, a yeah. show featuring these. And we'd love to plug wrestlers. When Jimmy and I do our Facebook Live before the paper, big pay-per-views, people ask us, who's your favorite wrestler right now? Mm-hmm. Jimmy will tell you RJ City is the greatest wrestler on the planet. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I like that Playboy John Atlas just beat cancer and is coming back for some fight, mm-hmm. first couple fights. Uh, I love Sonny Kiss out of Philadelphia. I don't know if you know Sonny. He's the best. You know when Goldust came out and he was like, maybe he's gay. He's bizarre. Yeah and all that sunny kiss in the ring is 5,000% gay and he he gets cheered by the crowd he's an acrobat he's adorable he's the most fun to watch oh that'd be great uh there's a I do stuff up in Barry with Barry wrestling where I'm a manager oh that's fantastic. and I just lost my only client so I'm going to in the new year I'm going to try and find a new client and help him I'm a I'm a babyface manager which doesn't happen on the indies yeah everybody's a bad guy manager you know why because it's easy yeah uh, so I'm trying to be a Captain Lou. I'm trying to be a good guy. Oliver manager. Humperdinck. Yeah. I, well, yeah. yeah. If I could get a jacket, I'd love to be Oliver <laughs> Humperdinck. Uh, I just went to cross body wrestling in Kitchener mm-hmm. and Kitchener. Uh, it's a small, it's starting up. They have a, if you want to take classes and learn how to be a wrestler, go to Crossbody in Kitchener. But they just did a show, packed out the house. And the main event was Psycho Mike against Cody Diener. And you couldn't have had a better. Yeah. Main. It was when the video hits YouTube of that match. Yeah. Crossbody will be put on the map. That's great. It was the most crazy, funny thing I've ever seen. Well, I love that wrestling is at a second wind and that like indie wrestling is pop. Like there's so many indie promotions that are popping up that it's sort of creating almost like a mini territories where wrestlers can trade back and forth. And if you're smart and if you're a smart promoter, you will be fine with people working other places. Of course. Because if a guy works smash, and yeah. he's going to work Barry at the Smash show. You plug the Barry show you're doing tomorrow, yeah. and at the Barry show you plug the next Smash show you're going to do. And people, fans, go to everything. Fans will follow, and that's fine. Yeah, some promoters don't want you working for other promotions well, because tell they, me about it. I'm a comedian in Canada. Well, exactly. It's like you working <laughs> for Yuck Yucks. They don't want yeah. you to work anywhere else. No, but even though when you perform at another comedy club and people see you there, they're like, "Where can we see you next?" Yuck, Yuck, Yuck Yucks. Yucks. Yeah. The word. The biggest fear in Canada with comedians is that the comedians become the brand. And the, and the bookers lose the power of being the brand. Success 
is something that shouldn't be feared. No, no. Go and get that success. Uh, a rising tide lifts all boats. Everybody go and be successful. Yeah, there's enough success to go around for yeah. everyone. So, uh, when does this come out? This will be out next week. Okay, next week. So, so by the time this is over, by the time this is out, this show has happened. Uh, yes. But there is a show on Sunday. Clash of Champions. Well, yes, but I'm announcing a show on Sunday. Oh, oh what uh, show for, is this? Uh, Greek Town. Oh, yes, so yes. Greek Town Wrestling doesn't happen very often. Maybe every four or five months. Yes. But it's, uh, it's their Christmas show. And a lot of money goes to charity. It helps local businesses and a lot of local sponsors but it's very east end it's very danforth and mm-hmm. it's on pape and uh joey ryan will be on that show yeah, I and saw that. joey janella will be on that show That's and great. it's going to be crazy it's always fun they had to move from a legion to a slightly bigger legion that's great though yeah they're getting really good response that's fantastic and it's good to see that like that's and this is another one of those cards where i'm gone this weekend and it's just like it's so frustrating yeah i miss so many great wrestling cards yeah, because it's all it's funny time. jackie used to say when she was here jackie used to say i want to go to one of these shows and i want to slap a guy like i want to be in the crowd and i want a guy to bug me and i want to slap him she wants a Cheryl Roberts. She wants to share. Yeah, she wants to Cheryl Roberts a guy. And so then I was like, oh, cool. It happens Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And she goes, oh, I can't. I work. She would work a billion shows. Like, she worked every weekend. Yeah. So she could never make a show. No, it's and that's the, you know, like, even this, there's a Smash card this weekend. As Smash well. and Greek Town are happening and at the Greek same Town time. And they're the sharing time. some guys. And that's great, too. Like, it's and the it's, best. You know, Do one and race to the other one. Well, look, at we had Ricky Steamboat and, you know, a sold-out crowd at Absolute Comedy to hear the Dragon Tales. Meanwhile, Gail Kim is having a retirement match in across town in Etobicoke. And, you know, there's enough wrestling for everyone. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's fantastic that it's it's at a point where, you know, it's like that, that they can do multiple things and people can go. You and, know. It's, and it's, I don't know why there's a weird split with people with fans and i and i'm gonna say just with fans i don't mean all fans don't come at me but fans will go to an indie show and be perfectly okay with joey ryan suplexing a guy with his his dick. dick yeah and then on tv somebody does something ridiculous like dresses up like fandango or as a with fashion the usos police. or the usos that or the or, or well when they wrestled the usos yeah. in the dresses yes and then they're like that's so stupid not believable at all well pick what you want to believe exactly I guess. you can't be mad i i tweeted up that thing about matt hardy because i loved it yeah and then some I was like, I'm excited for this Woken thing. And then some rando on Twitter replied to it and said, yeah, until WWE shits all over it. Well, if you've decided it's garbage, don't watch. Exactly. I, there are a million other things to watch. And I'm going to say this, and it's hard, it's hard to say this because I know the automatic comeback to this, but do you all know, do you know that on Twitter, it costs you nothing to keep your mouth shut? Do you know it's free <laughs> to not say anything? If you don't have anything nice to say at all, you don't have to say anything You don't have all. to say at anything. At all. It's amazing yeah. the amount of people that give me information that I did not ask for. Yeah. Especially their opinion about how my opinion's garbage. Do you ever, have you ever had uh, an incident, uh, I have had one, where you saw a finish to a pay-per-view or to a match... And then you were just like, you were upset, and so you and then you called one of your friends that might have inside scoops or something. I'd be like, was that supposed to happen like that? What the hell? We, I'll text. I won't do it on. I won't do it public. No, but I'll text and I'll go. Okay. 
I because I am a comic book fan as well. Yes, I've done the speech bubble on this mm-hmm. network as well. And being a comic book fan, the end of every comic is not the end of the story ever. No. It's never the end of the story. If it's the end of the huge 12 issue arc, there's still another story coming. Yeah. So at the end of a raw or the end of a pay-per-view, if it's something I hate, I always go, ah, they'll explain it on the next show. Yeah. It's not over. Something will be explained. We, they want you to tune in to see the thing. The pay-per-view doesn't make the money. Monday Night Raw does. Yeah. SmackDown does. The pay-per-view doesn't make the money. They have your money. If you're part of the network, they yeah. have your money. Yes. They're not going to get you to pay. You know what? If you pay double, no, there's no point in that. The sponsors on television give them their money. Mm-hmm. It used to be the shows, the live shows made their money, and the TVs were advertisements for the live shows. Yeah. Now, the TV show is the ad. Yeah. So there's no, they're not going to get your money any other way. They're going to get sponsor money. And they're going to make money if they do what the sponsors want them to do. But on a pay-per-view, if there's a crazy ending that you hate, it'll be explained at the next show. What was for me was the the Brock uh, Orton. Was that SummerSlam a couple oh, years yeah, ago? Oh, yeah, where he busted him where open. Where he him open the hard way with the elbow. I was like... That can't be it. That that's, this is, and I was like angry to see because it, it it was almost real violence. Yeah, and I don't want to watch. No, real violence. I don't. I don't like UFC. Thank you. I, I like my violence staged with and some scripted. costumes. Yes. Thank you. I do not like UFC because I don't, don't want to see w- a guy murder another guy. I don't want to see people get hurt. I, it's the same thing when uh, when the ladies started having their hardcore matches, mm-hmm. and I think uh, you know. As far as pushing the boundaries and expanding women's wrestling, good for them. They had a hardcore match. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to see guys have a hardcore match. I don't want to see guys smashing each other in the head with chairs and ladders and hurting each other. No, save that for let the indies do that. Or yeah, let, do it, know, man. This is your retirement plan. You don't even you don't even need that. Like what I would like to see is I'm not opposed to having intergender matches. Not like at they all. had in the nineties. Like, to be honest, I would love to see Becky Lynch just clean the just destroy Enzo. Have you? She could. So do you, you heard about this thing they announced today? The, the, the girls mixed, and guys, the mix match challenge. Mixed match, right? Yeah, it's on Facebook. Yes. Now already people are shitting on this because that's what they do. Yeah. But WWE has presented today Attitude Era, eighties era when it first started. Mm-hmm. Wrestling's the same thing. Point a camera at the ring. Yes. And maybe we tell a soap opera style story. Maybe we tell a more reality based story. Characters are having interactions mm-hmm. in and out of a ring. Here's a three hour show about it. Yeah. With their network, they tried something different because Netflix was getting big. They thought they could do the same thing. They're having minimal success with it. Yeah. But it's a thing they're trying to do. Aren't you happy? I love what the that, network is aren't doing. Aren't you happy as a fan that a product that you love is trying to do something aimed at you. Well, if, not only if that. If you were into anime and yeah. there was a network that you paid five bucks a month, 10 bucks a month for, and they just showed you anime stuff, new and old anime, wouldn't you watch it? Of course you would. It's a thing catered to you. It's it's amazing that Disney is developing their own network right now. They're following the WWE's lead. They should have done it 20 years ago. They should. It's You'd think that Vince McMahon would be following Disney. I love that Disney's following Vince Major McMahon. Major League Baseball followed Vince McMahon. And, you know, they, he's pushing. Of course. So here's Facebook, this massive thing that is in everyone's homes. And you can do stuff like vote in a poll Mm. and watch live video. So here's WWE reaching even more people. Yes. Because you're a fan and you watch it all the time. 
they're not interested in you anymore. And that's not a slight at you. They've no. got you. Yeah. They want new people. Mm-hmm. So here's a free product on Facebook. You can watch and vote for who you think should be this team of guy and girl. Yeah. And people are already shitting on it before it even happens. Before it, it even It doesn't happens. even happen for another month. And these people have decided it's already garbage. No. You don't know. Remember when Jumanji, the first trailer came out with The Rock in it? Everybody was like, oh, it's garbage. I can't believe they're remaking Jumanji. First of all, the original Jumanji was not a classic. Second, it, was, it was okay. It was great. Yeah. But it wasn't a classic. No. So remaking it, who cares? Then, about two weeks ago, here comes this article that's like, hold up, guys. Jumanji's actually good. I can tell you that it looks good. It looks, first of all, it's a continuation. Is news now us correcting our shit opinions before something comes out? Probably. So so just let it happen. Yeah. Enjoy. Remember when you were a kid and you enjoyed it? Yeah. You didn't care if it was real or not? No. So you can still enjoy it if you don't care if it's real or not. That's why I want to see women wrestling men. I want to see, like, Go Charlotte to an indie Flair, show, you can watch Silesia Sparks beat the hell out of any dude you want. Charlotte Flair could go through... 105 and have matches with all those oh, guys. Those guys on 205. I and love Charlotte Flair to have a Charlotte Flair could wrestle a dude. She could she could hold the 205 Nia Jax and could wrestle a dude. She could hold the 205 and the women's title you don't at the think, same time. You don't think Natalia could wrestle a dude? She could. Well, she grew up wrestling dudes. Yeah. So that's how you, the, every woman woman that's in wrestling has trained with men. Yeah. They can all wrestle men. They can men. all wrestle men. The, I love that this and so on Twitter all the all the wrestlers of course mm. are getting into it. So like Bailey's like I'd like to team with Finn Balor because they were adorable when they were in NXT and they used to come out dressed as each other. Yeah. Like that would be fun for those two characters to come out and be a team. Yeah. But in my, I put out on Twitter today, how great would it be for, as I'm an idiot <laughs> and I like very funny things. Yeah. So what I'd like is for Bailey to be teamed up with Braun Strowman so she can teach Braun about hugs. That's pretty funny. Right. And yeah. so like these big balloons go off and Braun's just like, I don't understand what's happening. I don't get this. No, because you, you should have some mixed matches. You know, you should have some, like, not everybody should go well together. You want a, a beauty and a beast. Is I've, a, already, is a, is I've already decided of one team I'd really like to have in that. It's Asuka and Goldust. Oh, my God. That would be so I interesting. I think it would be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just the entrance alone would be oh. amazing. And I think, uh, I know they're doing this uh, Nia Jax, Enzo, uh, pseudo-romance thing backstage, but I don't want them as a team in this mixed tournament. No. I'd love to see Nia and Braun Strowman as a team because I think they'd murder everybody. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or, you know. But also, like, the prize is the winning team gets $100,000 to put it a charity. If you don't think that they've already determined what that charity is, yeah, you're wrong. No. It's probably going to be Connor's Care. It's going to be Connor's Care. So who or, cares? Or Susan Gorman. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch on Facebook. Yeah. And it's going to be fun and enjoyable. And so enjoy it. And it hasn't happened yet. So I don't know how you've all decided it's garbage. Oh, people are will always decide stuff like that. Now, back to Chris Jericho. Okay. Uh do you think that more people will join Alpha Club? And who would you like to see join Alpha Club? And we're talking like New Japan Ring of Honor Coalition. If Jericho stays there for a little bit. if Jericho, I, don't, I don't know how long his run is going to be. I don't know how long it's going to be. It might just be this one match. But it's already been... It's so, like there's so many dream matches you could have over there if he just stayed a month. Well, sure. <laughs> you know, but like, I mean, he's not dumb. He no. talked to Vince. I mean, he's already said on a few things. It's already been... Yeah, he, yeah. everything's been clear. But you, But you know... <sighs> Will he be back in time for the Rumble? No. No, I don't, no I don't think he's going to do the Rumble. Because AJ 
did the rumble right after Wrestle Kingdom when yeah, he came in. It, it's a, there's a possibility, right? Yeah. But doesn't that match happen on like the fourth? The fourth. And of then January. Rumble's like end of January. Yeah. There's loads of time. Loads of time. Uh, and then people were like, oh, by the way, everyone on Twitter, you are not an internet uh, wrestling journalist. So, oh, there's a Fozzy show four hours away, so there's no way he can make the thing. Like, <laughs> oh, good for you. I saw him check. I saw The Undertaker at the airport in Atlanta, so for sure he's going to be at Raw in Atlanta. Oh, tonight. my God. It, it's like, Give when, me a break. It's like every time they do Raw in, uh, in L.A., everybody thinks Stone Cold's going to be there. Because he has a place in LA. I saw him at Gold's Gym today. He's going to show up at Raw tonight. Big rumors. They big want rumors oh, online. Yeah. They this want my fav- it so this much. This is my favorite thing. If you were think about this Star Wars movie coming out this week, yeah, people are already posting up. Don't you ruin Star Wars for me? <laughs> Don't you do that? Internet, just keep your mouth shut. Don't wreck Star Wars just for don't me. Don't go on the internet. Don't go on the internet. Yeah, but also, yeah, do your do as a fan. Be a fan and don't wreck it for other fans. Yeah. So if you've got privy to some crazy internet wrestling knowledge or firsthand you saw Cody Rhodes walking into the arena that Raw's in tonight and you want to break the scoop, remember how fun it was when you were a kid and surprises happened? Yes. Don't wreck that surprise for another kid. No. I love surprises. Surprises are the best. Oh, speaking of surprises, so Psycho Sid got in a car accident, and yes. uh, we're back to this, and uh, the whole card was changed. Yeah. So they had to, because they had to take matches out, and then all of a sudden, for the first time, they took Brian Pillman, and they put him with the British Bulldog and Owen, and this was before the Hart Foundation yep. got together, and so I was just excited. I was like, Stampede! Like, yeah. three Stampede alumni, and, uh, and then they put Ahmed Johnson with the Road Warriors, and that was like... This incredible match that yeah, was like just based on like that's who's here and that's what match we could put together. It's Chicago against Calgary. Yeah, you know because Ahmed was from Chicago or I think he was from Chicago or maybe he's from South Bend. I don't know where he was Somewhere. from. Somewhere. Anyways, I like to think he was Chicago. But anyways, I just love that the Calgary guys were together. And then who knew that eventually the whole Heart Foundation was going to happen? No, but the, a night something. like that, a random night where these three guys end up in the ring together oh. and it works. Somebody backstage goes, "Hey, that was neat that they were all trained at the same place." Yeah, Brett was there. Oh, I. Want Wonder, and then they start and then it starts percolating and you get an idea and it might take six months for that idea to happen yeah you know because Pillman was in line with the hearts when he first came in he was doing his stone cold feud yeah with with the loose Pillman Austin thing the loose cannon the loose cannon I love the loose cannon so when fun. I see when I see Kenny Omega he reminds me of Brian Pillman when I watch Kenny Omega and I and I do watch everything. Yeah. I try and watch everything I can. I watch my friends in TNA. Sometimes it's a slog, but I watch it. Yeah. But I think TNA is turning a corner. I hope so. I love that they're shooting in Ottawa. They shot all those shows in Ottawa. That, well, because they're shooting up here in Canada. Yeah. It's cheaper. And think about all the Canadian wrestlers that can get exposure now as day players. I call them day players because that's a TV thing. But as local enhancement talent or whatever. But that's fine. Good. Good. Everybody gets a paycheck. A little more exposure. You saw me on this. Great. You know, there were guys like that deserve the exposure. And there's, you know, like, you know, plenty of guys up here. Like Tyson Dukes is such a great talent. Tyson's such an awesome wrestler yeah and he's an awesome teacher uh, usually at when he comes up to barry wrestling he'll do a seminar that's a, and that's i've awesome. sat and watched the guys do a seminar and i've learned stuff yeah not but not necessarily about wrestling 
just about performing. Like that's a weird part of it where I come at it from a performance standpoint because mm -hmm. I do musical theater and improv and, you know, I've done some stand up here and there, um, TV and movies and whatever, but I see it as a performance. And I always did. I used to, I never went to theater school. I always say I went to the Vince McMahon school of acting where if I'm in the ring, the guy in the back row needs to see that I'm upset on yeah. my face. So I have this massive facial expression so that guy can see it. Mm -hmm. Television, that audience member is an inch from your face. Yeah. And so you don't need to do all of that. No. But for stage, you need to get that guy in the back row. Yeah. And so uh, what, uh, Tyson teaching these guys, I'm like, oh, it's a physical thing. It's not necessarily an emotional thing, but you with your body, you can show that you're in this move and it hurts like selling he teaches selling and he teaches mm -hmm. all the important things about wrestling and then you can watch a seminar with a guy like ethan page and learn how to make money being an idiot yeah which is the best yeah i'm excited that like even though i'm not going to the card this week the smash brought up um matt riddle matt uh, riddle's on it and so is uh the british kid the, yeah uh, uh zach saber yeah zach saber they brought them oh. both in well they brought well they, i guess mike elgin had to be ousted yes he's having some problems yes he is it's not unfortunate. It's a good problem to have because this is where society's going and cleaning things up. So, sure. but uh, it's just unfortunate if you're a Mike Elgin fan, you might not be seeing him for some. Well, at least until the New Japan. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, most of the indies have been dropping him because of the allegations of one of his students coming forth with uh, sexual harassment or assault yep. allegations. Yep. So, and that's that's always sad. But that with, with his pulling out of, they bring you, in Matt Riddle. There are other opportunities. That's, that's getting what I mean. in. A car accident and new opportunities. And there's an opportunity now, and I don't know if Matt Riddle has ever been in Toronto before. I don't know. Because I know him from my friends. My friends in California, they go to the, every PWG show. And I went to one this year. I, I, I flew down and I got to see uh, Zack Sabre Jr. wrestle this guy named Walter. And it was, Meltzer gave it five stars. Amazing. And it was just a match full of chops. And Sabre was just like welts all over his chest after the there match. is uh, you know i don't like to tell tales out of school so i won't say which promotion this was but i announce at a few different places mm -hmm. and i before the show they sit down their promoter whoever's running it sits down with everybody and says here's the show runs down the card and at this particular show they he ran down the card and he said who's gonna win you know it's a sheet on the back and everybody's name is underlined who's gonna win but then he went okay so starting at the top of the show is there any moves you'd like everyone else not to do? Mm -hmm. And of course, this guy's finisher is a common move. Yeah. If you don't say, don't use this, there's mm -hmm. going to be 400 of them in the other matches. Of course. So he says, don't use this. And you watch all the guys earlier on the card go, oh, but it's like other guys were like, okay, no problem. Yeah. It's like me going to a corporate event with an improv troupe and you walk in and they go, no swearing tonight mm -hmm. and we go yeah all right we can do anything we want yeah except this one thing and i don't think that's i don't feel put upon because i can't do one thing it helps make the show better it helps make the show better if it sells that move as devastating later in the night yeah don't do it the rest of the night and when you see the first one of the night you're like oh it's like that when uh when uh, there have been certain uh people i've toured with where they don't want you to swear in front of them but the minute they get on stage not the minute but they save it and when they drop an f-bomb later the effect of the f-bomb it it's, it's what it, it's powerful. what it should be it's what it should be there's you should uh pepper it in you know mm -hmm. we used to say at second city there's nothing wrong with 
in a one hour, two hour show. There's nothing wrong with two or three shits. Yeah. That's fine. But save your F-bomb for like after the three quarter mark. Yeah. Because then it's more powerful. It hasn't been heard yet. Show's almost over. They're going out huge because you're going to get a shock laugh no matter what. It's not a real laugh. No. People aren't entertained by it. It's a shock laugh. You hear the F word, they're going to go, oh. Oh, yeah. And so if you are trying to work a whole thing around a super kick, my finisher is is sweet chin music. Yeah. You won't see... A super kick the rest of the night until the end. Yeah. You won't have the Young Bucks wrestling in front of you. No. No, you won't. But when the Young Bucks are big enough to be at the end of the show, 100% super kick everywhere. Super kick everything. Yeah. Go ahead if you're in the main. But then the rest of the night, they'll tell everybody not to super kick. I can only imagine. Um, I do love the Young Bucks. I saw them. I'm lucky enough to see them at the PWG card as well. Uh, talk about need a bigger legion. They need a bigger legion. There, there. That legion is tiny, tiny, and there's only room for maybe five rows on each side, and and it's maxed out, just maxed out. But but uh, what an energy, and nobody videotapes, nobody Good. tapes anything. Good. They're like it's it's almost like a religion. Like the diehards that are there every week. All the people who were butthurt on. I'm gonna hate saying that, but all the people who were mad that they went didn't go to Starcade or that they didn't put Starcade like this one random Greensboro show that they did and decided to call Starcade and yeah. put all the random old school graphics on it and Gold Dust came out and wrestled as Dustin Rhodes. And Dustin Rhodes, yeah. Twitter was on fire. Charlotte People were mad. Natty in the cage. Mad that well why didn't they put this on TV? Because they wanted people to go. Well, I didn't get to go, so I'm mad. Oh well maybe you'll go to the next one. Yeah. Like go to a live show. It's way, like a live WWE show not on TV is way better. Longer matches. December 30, they're going to be here in Toronto at Rico. It's raw. That's going to, and it's a raw show. It's going to be bananas. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. I love going to those shows. I'm probably coming back early for it, actually. Do it, like man. I'm uh, I'm up in Ottawa, but I'm I think I'm coming back on the twenty eighth and I'm probably gonna go. My buddy so. you, uh my buddy in the merch department, he mm. goes on the road with them. So like he did the India tour. He just sells t shirts. Yeah. And he's like in charge of it all. At the end of the night he adds up the money, wires it to WWE. That's you know, insane. That's his yeah. job. And I worked merch in Ottawa. Uh, last year during Survivor Series weekend, I did every show, NXT, yeah. the Survivor Series, Monday Night Raw, and then I drove to Ottawa for uh, SmackDown, Smackdown, and yeah. I ended up working merch the whole night. And uh, we sold a jillion shirts. Yeah, uh, He always, at Christmas, hands me a bag of, he just calls it a Mark bag. And he's like, here you go, Mark. And he just calls me whatever <laughs> name. And it's just t-shirts and garbage from... The, from the warehouse that's like it's either they can't sell it or yeah. it's just stuff so last year i got or maybe two years ago we called it the whole new day play set i got a hoodie a t-shirt the horn i got like just and i got the three pack of funko figures and like just hilarious like to me it's great yeah and then i one year i got all shirts that they can't sell anymore so i got like a damien sandow a cesaro america shirt with like an airbrushed eagle on it from his time in the uh, with uh, jack swagger in yeah. the tag team so i got all these weird shirts and merch and so he was he sent me a message this week and said putting in my order for the 30th what do you want a rusev shirt and what else like he knew yeah i was like yeah i want that rusev shirt the rusev new day the rusev rusev day rusev day is hilarious yeah it's great in english great give me that all day yeah I love it. I find them very entertaining. Yeah, and if I, if you make me laugh, if I'm I'm that wrestling fan, if you make me laugh, I'm gonna cheer for you. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna like it. I like um, what's his name with the uh, guitar that plays on Raw now. So Elias, Elias. So I got to go to an NXT show in Chicago a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and 
the one of the matches was Tom, Tommaso Ciampa against Sami Zayn. I got to see Elias. I got to see uh, Dillinger. I got to see Alexa Bliss against Carmella. And that was when Alexa wasn't on anybody's radar. And I came back raving about Alexa Bliss. I was like, she's going to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. She's so good. I got to see all these crazy matches. And RJ City, yeah. friend of mine has worked both of those guys at various places in his career. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I was going to this NXT show. He said, who's on the show? And I sent him the card and he said, say hi to Dillinger and Elias. If you can from me. Yeah. I was like, okay, so I'm working merch. I'm kind of hanging out at merch with my buddy and they're walking past because they did two shows an afternoon and yeah. a night. And so on the afternoon show, they were going back out to the bus. Oh, and, uh, and I go, uh, drifter Dillinger. And they, they were together and they both turn around and look and I go, RJ city says, hello. And they both at the same time go, I love that guy. And then they looked at each other and go, wait, how do you know that guy? And then that conversation <laughs> happened all the way back to the bus. That's and I funny. said, that's a job well done. And my buddy and merch was like, that was awesome. Like, that's really funny that they both know the same guy. And I said, yeah, but they're both here. And so I guess from that, yeah, it reconnected Elias and RJ. And so they've been shooting each other on Twitter, like just not tweets, but like private messages. Cause yeah. but then numbers exchange and you've got everybody's number in your phone when you're a wrestler, just in case you need them for something. Yeah. But I love that. They all still know each other. When Dillinger came to aftermath and did the show with us, he asked to do the show with us because he watched it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So he did the show with us. And after the show, he's like, so I see on your uh, Instagram, you do stuff up in Barry. I'm like, yeah. He's like, how's that going? I'm like, uh, he still wanted to know how the indies were doing around Ontario. Yeah. Like that's, that's um, you don't have to do that. No, I always think that you, you don't have to give a shit anymore. No, you've moved on, but yeah. he still cared. That's cool. Like that's cool because you know what? Like I bet you he comes home for Christmas and stuff like that. And you know, if, if there's anything going on, like, I bet you, I'm not saying, but like a lot of times wrestlers will go to other wrestling shows and they might not, they might just hang out in the back or whatever mm-hmm. and not be seen. But, you know, just to do that, just to, cause some people like, it's like comedy too. Some people, they love comedy so much. They can't not be around it. Yeah. And they might not be on the show and they might just go to the club and just they to hang don't want to be on the show. No, they just want to come and watch. They just want to hang and out with comics. The only place you can watch it if you're a big name is backstage. Yeah. So you come hang out backstage like Santino. Anthony. Mm-hmm. Anthony gets to hang out backstage. Yeah. He's not going to go out. He's no. not going to go out to the ring. No. But every time he goes backstage, the guys are all like, oh, man, why aren't you got to come back? It's so fun having you back. And he's like, oh, I can't. I can't because of my neck and blah, blah, blah. I was there at Loves the it. house show where he made his retirement speech. I was there, too. Yeah, I announced I was, that match. And I was in tears. I, I announced was, it was after the show where he was like, you announced my last match. And I went, Goop, like, oh, God. No, this wasn't even his match. This oh, was the one no, here. The, the, the Toronto at Rico. I did he his, came la- out I worked his, his last. Okay. I announced his comeback retirement match yeah. at his own arena for oh, okay. wrestling. Yeah. So after the match, he was like, you announced my last match. And I was like, oh, that's great. That's crazy. Cause he came out and made a speech at a house show with, uh, who's Cena fighting. Cena was fighting. Uh, I think it was Cena and Bray were in a no holds barred. Sure. Which was amazing. And, uh, just to see how hard Cena works in a house show. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this guy is so, so the best. Um, Jericho came back unannounced. Nobody knew it. Jericho came back. He fought Rollins, oh, I yeah. think. And the best was like, uh, everybody's like, you still got it. He's like, I never lost it, baby. Oh, so good. And it was so great. But then uh, later in the card, just Santino came out unannounced yep. and made a speech in yep. the middle of the ring saying, look at, I'm, I'm not this age. I'm this age. When I came in, they said I was this age. I was actually five years 
years older. Yeah. I've had three, four neck surgeries. It's time. It's time. And, and, you know, I just wanted to come out and not be Santino and just say thank you. Yeah. You know, and like he is very emotional. When I announced him, he wanted me to announce him as Anthony Corelli from Mississauga, Ontario. Mm -hmm. That's the first time that has ever happened for him. Yeah. And he got, at the end of the match, he was super emotional about being announced from Mississauga. And then I was like, oh my God. Like it was, it's so, these guys put their heart and soul into it. Yeah. And it drives me nuts that guys on Twitter want to tag them in all their shitty comments. Yeah. And like Kevin Owens had to leave Instagram again. Because, because of, someone hacked his Instagram and had told made up shit about him cheating on his wife. And it's like, if you're a fan, yeah. if you're a fan, why? why are you doing that? Yeah. You don't need to have the scoop. You don't need to manufacture stuff and say that I was the one that found it. If you're a fan, you respect the performer. Mm -hmm. I respect the performers. Yeah, I do too. So I don't see why there's such anger in the wrestling fan community. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No. And you know, I'm like nobody, the only time I, I sense that you might get that anger elsewhere is maybe with comic books when yeah. a movie comes out and they're not happy with the way the movie went. Like and the that, first yeah. Batman versus and, Superman. And I will say this on Twitter a lot. And I will say, I can't say this on the show. I'd love to say this on my show. Uh, the really cool thing about your comic books or your movies or your wrestling or your television shows uh, that the cool thing about your fictional entertainment that you like so much is that it's fictional. Mm -hmm. So you maybe shouldn't get super invested in anything. If you find yourself arguing with somebody about what color someone's cape was in a movie when it was this color in the comic book, yeah, you're using a fake reference to back up your argument. <laughs> it's all fictional. It's all, it's all a show. It's all entertainment. It's yeah. there to be entertained by it. And if you're angered by it, then pick a different entertainment to watch. Yeah, exactly. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Change the channel. And that's the great thing about wrestling today. If you're not happy with the product or the main product, there's a product for you out there. There is products elsewhere. The, the stuff that's on TV is a variety show and has to appeal to the widest base because they have sponsors money going into the show. Yeah. So it's a variety show. Here's the comedy bit. Here's the soap opera bit. Here's the wrestling bit. Have you noticed that there's one killer wrestling match on every Monday Night Raw now? Yeah. One amazing wrestling match and that Roman Reigns is in all of those matches. <laughs> but like this past week was Cesaro and Roman. That yeah. was an awesome match. Yeah, it was fantastic. But people will still boo the hell out of Roman because he can't wrestle apparently. No, I see. Then that's another thing. It's like you know, I disagree with that. Like I've seen Roman have so many good matches time and time again with other people. You know, and this is what I love is like the minute, like when Roman was a heel and I said this all along, I was like, they just have to fix Roman. They have to reset the shield. Yeah. And then that's like starting fresh all over yeah. because people love Roman when he's in the shield. Yep. And when they tease the shield, and then he does the, rah, they love, they cheer for that. Yep. And then when they put, and then when they put somebody through a table and it's Roman basically doing the power bomb, they cheer for that too. Yep. So I find people are very hypocritical when he's with the shield. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wrestling fans are hypocritical? Of course. Of course. What are you talking? Yes, this is happening. What? You know, and they get upset at Roman and it drives me insane. I was like, the, I was like, they just have to get the shield back together. I didn't think it would happen so quickly. No, me neither. But, um, but now they're all equal again. Sure. And hit the restart. 
and Roman attacks him this time because they want Roman to be a heel and just let him be the heel and figure out the other two. And, you know, because yeah. like, I think they went the wrong way with Roman pushing him as the good guy. And they when Rollins healed, him, because yeah. they I like that they use Rollins as the like. That's I it was didn't, beautiful. Like I always thought, Dean was the leader, and then you know, and it turns out when they split them all up, you know, Dean had a little bit of a run. Rollins got the push, and Roman got the push, and I was like, how did this happen? But then they, but it's funny to me because I think they learn from their mistakes. Yes. At WWE, I mean, they. That's my other argument. It's a friend of mine's podcast in LA, the Matt Mattingly's Ice Cream Social plug for you guys. But his argument is if you're talking conspiracy theories, uh, if you can't explain your theory without using the term they or them, I'm not going to listen to it. So yeah. they don't want you to know this. They don't well, want. Well, who's they? Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, it's them. And then your bullshit is like, who? So WWE learns from their mistakes. So like when they brought Rock up as Rocky Maivia and people hated this clean cut do-gooder, mm -hmm. he got booed all the time. Yeah. That's all they're doing with Jason Jordan. This is all on purpose. Yeah. They're making him, he's the best antagonist on the show right now because he walks out and people just hate his guts. Oh, of course. And then and, and he looks like a million dollars. He looks great. He wrestles great. You know, he's eventually fine. he's going like, they're really pushing him in the main event push, but eventually like there's tons of potential with that kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's and then I, I've already said it on Aftermath where I'm like, he is not, I don't, you know, I go, he is not Kurt Angle's son. No. Chad Gable is Kurt Angle's son. Oh, well, I don't know about that. Uh, it's my theory. And Corey Graves helped pull a fast one. Yeah. Him and Jason Jordan have been in on this the whole time. It makes Corey a heel announcer. It makes Jordan a heel. Kurt gets hurt and he finds out he's got a real son who's on the other show. You know, it's all soap opera stuff. So I was an English major. I like stories. Who doesn't like stories? That's the best part is like, you know, since I was a kid, I used to write my own storylines and books and the way I want yeah. things to go. I still do it to this day. I'm there like, was an internet wrestling league. This is good. This is getting real bad uh, in university when the internet was a fresh new thing for me. Mm. There was an internet wrestling league and I think it was called NPJW, NPJ, I think, or NJ, NPJW. So it was online and I joined it. And every week it was somebody's job to write the matches and all the matches were, were all you did was write the commentary. So the two, two scripted lines and you'd talk, call the action in the ring. Oh my yeah. God, this just happened. Oh my God, this just happened. And both Arda O'Cal and I were both in that league. That's funny. And so we knew our names. And when we met, we were like, yeah, like we met in person. And uh, I, you know, all you did was write storyline into the commentary because that was the only way it was just text-based yeah so every month a new script would come out and you'd read the whole thing it would come to your email ooh, email and it would come to your email and you'd read the whole match how did i not know about this it was so cool it was so fun and so dumb for real hardcore nerds yes and there was a a program god i wish i could remember the name of the program it was all text-based but it had this font of wrestlers just like this giant list of wrestlers from whatever league and so you could pick whatever guys from whatever league put them in your league and then you could decide they're having a run-in or they're doing a promo they're not wrestling on this show and you would do your four weeks of shows to an event and you could decide who was winning yeah. and then you would watch the match play out in the game oh my god and it was just all text it was all text based that's so and much it was fun. so fun and i'm pretty sure the wrestling league we were in used 
that program. So they put in our wrestlers with all their stats yeah. and then use the program to run it and then say, here's who wins. you got to write it. Yeah. And so we were both in that league and it was just fun writing the stories because there were characters. We all had original characters or parodies of other characters. Mm-hmm. And it was so stupid and so fun, but it allowed you like you got the feel didn't make me more knowledgeable about wrestling, but I got the feel of what it was like to have to put together a show. Yeah. Like, we can't see the same guys fight every week. No. We know that from watching wrestling now when the same guys fight every week. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, we had one hour on a Saturday. Yeah. And they maybe taped them four in a night, but that was a month's worth of stuff that they taped in some arena in Buffalo. And this week you'd see Tatanka in the ring and the guy he was fighting did an in-camera insert shot promo backstage. And I can't wait to fight you in four weeks. Yeah. And then the next week that guy fights and Tatanka's doing the in-ring in the camera. And then the next week, one of them's doing the interview with me and Gino in the crowd. The other guy shows up and they have a screaming match, but they would still not touch each other. Yeah. And for three weeks, you're like, oh, I can't wait for that match to happen. Yeah. But now to lead up to Roman Reigns defending his intercontinental title against wrestler X, let's say Bray Wyatt, for Mm -hmm. example, it'll be Roman and Bray and then Bray will have pinned the intercontinental champion and that makes him number one contender. Yeah. And then we see that match play out in various forms for a month and a half. Yeah. And then they have the match, but we've already seen it. Mm -hmm. So it's not special anymore. No. So you have to find ways to. Make it special. Yeah. That's, I think, everybody's problem with WWE right now. Is is It's hard to make things special. And that's exactly... Especially with a fan base that doesn't think anything's special anymore. No. And it's hard to create those moments. And it all comes back to the beginning moments. with Chris Jericho and moments. And the moment, like, what he's doing with Kenny Omega... It's moments, man. It's moments. The whole industry is watching now... People are going to subscribe to Wrestle Kingdom, and they're of course going to, they are. And not only that, they're going to watch the match after Omega and Jericho, and they're going to we have to watch Naito versus uh, Okada, and that's going to be an incredible match. But but the people who are tuning in for Jericho and Omega, yeah, don't know anybody else on that show. Probably not. And they're going to be introduced to an entire new world of wrestlers and matches. That they're not prepared for. No. And so like a casual Jericho fan is like, can't wait to see this. I'm going to buy this thing and check it out. And you're going to wade through seven other matches to get to this. Wrestle Kingdom last year was amazing. And people are going to go nuts. Yeah. And I can't, I can't wait. And I love that Harry Smith is over there now and he's holding the title. He's so good. You know, because he's too good to not be successful. He's too big. Correct. He's too much of a natural. He looks great. He wrestles great. Yeah. You know, and it's just like... I'm happy Tyson is producing now. TJ is producing, but I just want uh, Davy Boy Jr. or Harry or you know whatever you want to call him. I want him to do better. Yeah. I want him to succeed. Uh, you know, like Natty has had a great career. You know, and uh, I love that she's in the main events with Charlotte right now. Good, because I feel like that's where she belongs. Like this is she's probably the one of the older divas. Yeah, uh, well, not even we're not yeah. calling them divas anymore. The older uh, lady superstars. You know, and uh, I think she probably knows that. But you know, uh, I love that she's getting the run that she's getting right now, and uh, it's fantastic. I think we're pretty much. Oh my god! Of course, we're out of time. We, we must can do be this all day. We can. We're gonna have. Well, I will definitely have you back. Oh, 100%, for sure, man, for sure. Because uh, this isn't even, like 
we didn't even touch any subjects. We just we, this was like a freestyle. It was totally freestyle. And, Wait, and I, I don't see it. you don't have a list of anything to. Talk I don't have about. a list. There's certain guys I know that I'm going to be able to just come in and just like, and then there's some people that I don't know, and then there's the people I'm surprised. Yeah, you know. Well, and, I'll say when you get Jimmy in here, you might have a list of stuff you want to talk about, but he'll bring it up. Yeah, like he's got stories galore, and he's got opinions galore, and you can ask him about his Monday night fights on Twitter. By the way, tune in for those. You don't have to chime in, but if you're listening, tune in to Jimmy on a Monday night because he fights off some people. I've seen so many, so many of them, and I like will favorite them and everything and there again, and it's just hilarious because people are. Well, these, sometimes the Twitter ver- the Twitter verse is filled with twits. You don't say. That's well. That's it's a Twitter verse. Wow. You know? Yeah. That's my. That's I don't know if that's mine, but I think it's. Uh, I think it's fairly self-explainable. Nug, where can we find you besides uh, you Aftermath? Find me on Aftermath on Sportsnet 360 Tuesday nights at 7:30, right before SmackDown Live. I do that with Jimmy Corderas and Anthony Corelli, used to be known as Santino Morella. Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Nug Nargang. Uh, N U G N A H R G A N G. Um, you can find me on there. I am usually at Barry Wrestling uh, once a month up in Barry. Uh, I've been doing announcing at Destiny Wrestling out at Santino's Gym in Mississauga. Awesome. The next Destiny show in Jul- in January, the main event is Pete Dunn against Austin Aries. Now, when is when is that? I want to say it's the 21st. I'm going to double check my phone before. I'm just going to keep talking while I look at it. I'm going to say it's the 21st. Let's plug that because I can make it out to that uh, show. Yeah, Austin Aries against uh, Pete Dunn in the main event. Pete Dunn is awesome. He's awesome. Austin Aries is awesome. It's going to be awesome. so good. Uh, another match on that show is a loser leaves town match between RJ City and Stone Rockwell, two of the best characters in Ontario indie wrestling right now. I look forward to that. Scott Demore will be at that one as well. Uh, I go see the January show at Crossbody in Kitchener. I can't make that one, but go see that. It'll be pretty fun. Smash is always around. You can go see Smash another wrestling. Smash card coming up uh, in uh, January. Give all the love I can. You know what? If you can make it, go to Buffalo. Go to ESW and buffalo that's always a good show yeah i highly recommend it if you can make it to an esw show in buffalo that's a good time that'll be interesting yeah maybe i will try to i've never been to but yeah instagram and twitter for me at nugnar gang uh i post up i'm going to the gym and when i go to the gym i always wear my wrestling t-shirts yes so i support indie guys as well as go into my deep collection and i got i got new ones this week because there was like a ten dollar t-shirt sale so i just got the bar uh, with seamus and cesaro i got an old school edge shirt and i got uh i got a bruiser white shirt i'm looking forward to it we're doing like an end of the year aftermath like we're taping two next week so that yeah. we can all take christmas off but the end of the year aftermath is going to be us like giving our bests and worsts of the year that's what i'm that's we're doing that we're talking wrestling on it's the 28th so fun and it's uh, so fun. i love doing that and we're also making fearless predictions yeah like we're going right off the board like we're all saying ridiculous things and we're not telling each other what the predictions are that's great so I, it, I can just see the reaction on the show when i make my prediction i'll say this it's about the royal rumble i'm making my prediction my fearless prediction for the new year is happening soon and i'll know if i'm right or wrong right at but the i end also of don't care it doesn't matter it's all it's all fun it's so fun and it's a fictional thing and yeah. have fun with it and enjoy it exactly i am casey corbin thank you uh, for joining us here on talking wrestling remember uh if you're on itunes the rate review subscribe remember the ricky dragon steamboat uh postcard giveaway get those reviews in uh you review uh, any of the shows give us five stars and give us a favorable review and we will send you a regular postcard from the 80s of wrestling and then 
again, uh, we'll also put your uh, name in the ballot box for Ricky Steamboat. If you uh, review the Ricky Steamboat episode specifically, you get two ballots for that. Folks, thank you for joining in on Never Sleeps Network and listening to Talking Wrestling or on iTunes or wherever you find us. We appreciate you listening, and uh, thanks for letting us put a headlock in your ears. Have a great day, and we'll see you again. Bye now. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.